On this week's Adam Schefter podcast, the NFL draft finally is here, and so are four of the top prospects in this draft. We're going to be joined today by the North Carolina State defensive end, Bradley Chubb. Then we'll hear from the Alabama cornerback, Minka Fitzpatrick, followed by the Colorado cornerback, Isaiah Oliver, and wrapping up with the Washington quarterback, Luke Falk, before the ESPN NFL stats maven, Evan Kaplan joins us to put a bow tie on the draft prospects and some of the important draft information for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday's draft, which you can watch on ESPN. But first, North Carolina State defensive end, Bradley Chubb. Well, Bradley, the week has finally come. Draft week is here. I'm just curious what this whole experience has been like leading up to this point. I'm sure there's been lots of travels, lots of meetings, lots of interviews, lots of medicals, lots of everything. What has it been like for you? Hectic. Uh, that's one word to describe it. I mean, it's just been all over the place. I've been um, city to city, coast to coast, just uh, meeting with teams, just trying to um, show them who I am as a person, who I, who I am as a player. So it's been fun. Um, it's been a lot, but it's definitely been fun. It's something I look forward to uh, grow, since growing up, so I'm glad it's it's all here. Was there a pinch-me moment during all those travels, that chaotic travel, like you're sitting across from somebody that you've always watched, and you said, man, I can't believe that I am with this particular person right now? Um, it was a lot of a lot of pinch-me moments. Like when Bill Belichick was at our pro day, um, when I uh, got a chance to talk to Coach Gruden, uh, when Von Miller said – what he said yesterday about me. So I mean, it's just a lot of a lot of moments that I was like, "Wow, I'm really here. I'm really looking at this. I'm really talking to this person. I'm re- this person really talking about me." So it's been a lot. Yeah, and Bill- even being here and going on first take, sitting here with you, just all over the place, just at this ESPN um, uh, campus, it's, it's crazy. Bill Belichick said, "Yeah, we're not gonna have any shot to get uh-huh. you." How'd that make you feel? <laughs> uh, it made me feel good, just because one of the best coaches saying that. So I mean, um, it's definitely a. a, a an eye-opening thing and something uh, a humbling thing as well. You said during those travels that you wanted people to know who Bradley Chubb was. Mm-hmm. So who is Bradley Chubb? What do you tell these teams? I just tell them I'm a, a kind-hearted dude that's a, that's going to be a leader. That's going to be um, somebody in the locker room that um, you can lean on. Somebody in the locker room that's going to be um, fiery. Uh, let you know that uh, I'm always here trying to um, better myself and I'm always going to try to win. So I mean, whatever it takes for that. Um, just gonna be a guy that's gonna stay humble and stay doing the things that I know got me here, and um, just a, a good guy who's always gonna um, be a positive uh, influence, whether it be to to rookies next year or to veterans that that um, falling off or anything. So I mean, just a guy that's always gonna be positive and upbeat and uh, a great leader. Bradley, when you're traveling around like that, mm-hmm. how do you stay in shape and stay in your game so that when you go into camp for the rookie mini camp in a couple of weeks? You're in shape and ready to go. The hotel gyms, the hotel treadmills, the pools, and all that. Just trying to find different ways. Um, I had a, uh, I was blessed to be at home for about two weeks and got a chance to train with the dude, I, uh, my my trainer coach, Coach Mike Butler, and I got a chance to train with him for two weeks straight and just uh, get in the gym, get my cardio back up. So it's been good. So what do you envision for this week? What do you think this week will be like? And let's start with going to Dallas first for the draft. Uh, I feel like. Uh, it's gonna be crazy just being in Dallas with all those uh, great prospects, um, all the guys who've done it at the college level, and just looking forward to a, a new opportunity. It's gonna be crazy to uh, sit down and share experiences with them and get to know those guys and um, officially be a part of the the 2018 class. And so um, it's gonna be gonna be real good. And then draft night, I feel like it's gonna be one of the best days of my life. It's gonna be something I'm, I've been looking forward to since I was like five years old. So it's gonna be cool. What do you remember about looking forward to this since you were five years old? 
I remember seeing just uh, guys like Clowney, Mario Williams, Reggie Bush, Mike Vick, all those guys just walk across the stage, get the jersey, hold it up. Um, just uh, everybody just happy in that moment. I feel like my whole family's going to be there, so it's going to be a, a great moment. How many Chubs are going to be there in Dallas? Uh, so I got family that live in Dallas as well. Wow. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty deep out there. It's probably gonna be uh in in the draft it's probably gonna be like eleven or twelve, but in the area it's probably gonna be thirty. Wow. Yeah. So it's gonna be a big Bradley Chubb reception that night. Am I invited to that, Bradley? Yeah, you definitely are. Good. That's what I thought. But I my gonna... you you gonna have to get in with a, you gonna have to get a t shirt made because my family's bringing t shirts out there. What so. kind of t shirts? Oh no, they 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 gonna surprise me with them. So I'm looking forward to see. What so they you look don't like. even know what the family's surprising you with, right? Mm-mm. Not at all. Can't even imagine what it might be. I mean, I know it's gonna be it's gonna be a T shirt. I don't know what's gonna say on it. So, and where do you think, if you had to guess today, where would the smart money be on Bradley Chubb winding up? I know we never know, but you have to have some sort of feeling where you might wind up. Uh, I I I don't at all. Oh yes, you do. You start <laughs> to say no, it. No, I don't. I don't. I really don't. Just because I just it's been all over the place. Uh, you see someone mock drafts has you nailed here, and then that team trades back or that team trades up, and you just never know. So, I mean, I try to not look at it, but you see it all the time on your phone and on, on social media and all that. So um, it's definitely weird just because you just don't know. So, Well, let me give you some places where you might wind up, and uh-huh. let me hear what you think of each one of these. Uh-huh. What do you think of winding up in Cleveland? Great situation. How come? Just because being uh, next to a guy like uh, Ogba and a guy like Miles um, Garrett is going to be a – a great thing just because those guys are great, talented, great players and play at a high level. You heard from Miles Garrett at all during this process? No, I haven't, actually. What about winding up with the New York Giants? Great situation. Just because uh, they have a uh, – uh, they traded JPP not too long ago, so they have a, a um, spot there. So, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm going to walk into a starting spot, but I'm going to be competing for for where uh, JPP left off. Two more potential landing spots, the Denver Broncos. Great situation. I mean, just being with Von Miller, um, a guy that's at the top of the game right now, I feel like, and a guy that's going to always be, um, I feel like he's a great role model, great guy to look up to, and great guy to learn from. And the other place, which would be, I think, your floor, would be the Indianapolis Colts at number six. Great situation. I mean, I feel like all t- all teams that you named is a great situation just because of different things they bring to but the table. in Cleveland, you get to play with Garrett. Mm-hmm. In New York, you get to play with Olivier Vernon. Mm-hmm. In Denver, you get to play with Von Miller. Mm-hmm. In Indy... Who are we playing with that we know? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think. But I mean, there's gonna be great players out there as well. So I mean, just looking forward to if I if I do end up in one of those spots, just getting in there and being a a, a difference maker. And once you get to the NFL, Bradley, I'm sure you've spent some time thinking about this. What do you envision a successful NFL career to be like for you? Um, at least all pro. I mean, if I play, say if I play ten years, uh, all pro about. Uh, seven of those years and uh, Pro Bowl, same amount of time. Just um, I just want to be at the top of the game, uh, whether it be as a rookie, whether it be as my second year. Just I, I just want to be the highest honor of, of all pro at least five five to six times. Hey, Bradley, good luck being all pro. I look forward to seeing you at the after party in Dallas <laughs> with the Chubb family. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Minka, what has this whole process been like for you? Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've been enjoying it, getting to see new places, visit teams, and uh, just talk to new people. So it's all been a whole lot of fun. Fun new places. What kind of new places? Uh, I've been to Tampa, Chicago, San Francisco. Uh, I was out in LA for a little bit, so I've just been uh trying to trying to enjoy it, uh, soak it all in because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, so you just want to really just uh really just uh 
just really enjoy it and, and have fun with it. Do you come out of it with a feel at all for where you could or might end up at all? No clue whatsoever. <laughs> None? No clue whatsoever. It's a tough thing to figure out, right? Yeah, yes, sir. What I is... ain't trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what will draft night be like for you as that is unfolding there in Dallas? Um, I'm going to be down there with my family, uh, a couple friends, and uh, we're just going to be all there together just waiting on, the, on, on my name to be called. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little anxious uh, trying to figure out where, where my next uh, stage in life is going to be at. But, you know, wherever it is, it's going to be somewhere good, somewhere fun, and uh, going to maximize my opportunity wherever it may be. Ever thought about what it'll be like when your name is called? Um, Not not really, but but I know it's going to be a, it's gonna be a great moment. Uh, it's it's going to be an emotional moment for my, me and my family, and uh, it's, it's going to be a, a great experience. You bring up your family. I grew up in New York, mm-hmm. went through Hurricane Sandy. Mm-hmm. You're from Old Bridge, New Jersey. My understanding is you went through Hurricane Hurricane Sandy. Your yes, family. Sir. What do you remember about that experience there? Um. Well, what I remember most is uh, just uh, just all the all the all the hard nights of work that we had to put in as as a family, and uh, me and my father uh, working long nights, whether it be working uh, on a truck or working in on, in construction, uh, just working till twelve thirty sometimes, one o'clock in the morning, and uh, just putting in a whole lot of putting in a whole lot of. Uh, just hard work and all the lessons I learned from that period of time. And now that I'm applying them today, I always think back and uh, I'm always just really appreciative and, and grateful for that time, even though it was a difficult time. What kind of work on a truck? Were you helping other people? Were you displaced? Uh, no, it was, it was uh, just me and my father. Uh, we were just, uh, like, he was a mechanic and just, just so we could help uh, provide. We just work, do, like, exercise jobs, and uh, whether it be changing the transmission or, or fixing the clutch on, on one of the trucks. Uh, that's, that's what we were doing. Now, you went to Alabama from mm-hmm. New Jersey, and you got to play with some unbelievable players. Some unbelievable players who were in this year's draft class. I want to get a Minka Fitzpatrick snapshot mm-hmm. of these guys and what kind of pros they're going to be. All right. Ronnie Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Harrison, he's a, he's a tough physical safety. Uh, he comes out in the box, uh, punishes the runner. Uh, but he, he uh, people really uh, underestimate his ability to, to, to cover and to run. Uh, he's a fast guy for his size. He's about 220, runs about 4'5". Four, 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 um, and he's gonna, he's gonna be able to cover the, the the tight ends real well. He's gonna cover receivers real well, uh, and he's, he's gonna do a good job. But, and he's very intelligent, uh, really high football, football IQ. How about Deron Payne? Deron Payne, that's the guy that's gonna do his job every single play. He's gonna uh, clog up the the middle. Uh, he's gonna stuff the run, and he could rush the passer real well on uh, third down. And uh, he's he's a, he's a great player to play with. Rashawn Evans. Rashawn Evans. He's gonna fly to the ball. Every play is gonna fly to the ball. The ball. Uh, you know, me and him will be racing all the time, just trying to get there and sometimes be a little friendly fire. It'll take me out sometimes, but uh, he's, a, he's a great player, great athlete, freak athlete uh, for a linebacker. And uh, like I said, he's going to fly to the ball and make plays. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, a crisp, clean route runner, uh, real short hands, super fast coming out of his breaks. Um, and just uh, a, a physical receiver. Also, everybody's going to do their job. That's what we're taught at Alabama. Do your job. So, <laughs> I wonder where that them. comes from. Yeah. <laughs> and Bo Scarborough. Bo Scarborough, big back, uh, punishing, punishing back, hard to take him down. Uh, real versatile in what he could do. You know, he can line him up in the slot, catch some uh, passes out there, and also he, he could run uh, north and south really well. Now, I'm sure I'm maybe missing somebody, but of all these people that you played with this past year, who's the one guy that you expect to be great at the next level? I mean, I have high expectations to all my, te- uh, all my teammates, so I expect them all just to go out there, uh, show, show everybody what Alabama uh, football is about. And uh, just be great, great you know, pros. You know, it's funny. A couple of years ago, I had dinner with Eli Apple in Indianapolis, and I said, "Of all the Ohio State players that you play with, who's the one guy that you expect to excel at the next level?" And he said, "Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. the wide receiver." And he was right. Mm-hmm. He knew about that. 
But there's not one guy. I know you like all these guys, but there's not one guy that you expect to excel at the next level. Um, I would, if I had to pick one guy, I would say Calvin. Uh, just because I, I know that uh, the, the team is gonna is gonna help is gonna is gonna give him the ball a whole lot. Uh, you know, we had a lot of great athletes on the offensive side of the ball, so we didn't uh, give him the ball as much as he wanted sometimes or as much as we could. Uh, but once he once he gets a, a great quarterback that can give him the ball every every play, and the offensive coordinator is gonna put the ball in his hands uh, a lot. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna really uh, make a make a real big uh, splash on the scene. Now, Mickey, you've played with a lot of great players at Alabama. A lot. Who's the one guy that just blew you away with his abilities in mm-hmm. any year? In any year? Oh yeah. Um, shoot, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. We like you said, we played with a lot of great guys, but I would have to I would have to have a little bit more time to think about that one. If I had to pick one guy. Well, let me ask you this one. At, and he's just a freshman, Tua. Oh man, yeah, there you go, right there. Is I he, mean, is he I knew, that good? I, I knew he was going to be great, man. Really? I, I, you could just tell by the way he was in practice, some of the throws he was making, some of the uh, the, the checks and stuff like that he was doing uh, as a freshman. I knew whenever whenever he got in the game, he was going to do a great job. And every single time he did this year, he, he was he was lights out. Um, I mean, obviously he made a little freshman mistakes, but that those are easily worked out. But uh, too, I knew once once he was going in the game, he was gonna he was gonna do what he does. So you could see in practice that this guy. Had a mm-hmm. chance to be yeah. what he is. Yes, sir. Now, of all the cornerbacks that you've studied at the NFL level, is there anyone that you would pattern your game after or like to be like in time? Um, I would like uh, Patrick Peterson, man. I, I love the way he plays. Uh, he's a technician, but he's also a freak athlete, uh, so it's almost impossible to beat him because, uh, you know, some guys, they just rely on their athleticism and uh, other guys just rely on their technique. But when you can combine uh, both of them, you know, it's really hard to get beat, so I would like to model my game right to his. Ever get to meet or talk with Patrick Peterson? Yeah, um, actually, this uh, a couple couple months ago, I went out there and I worked out with him for a couple of days. You know, he was, I was just picking his brain. He was working me out, and I was just getting better. What you learn from Patrick when you were with him? Um, it was a lot of just just football stuff and just um, the importance of just taking care of your body. Uh, he was telling me all the different doctors and nutritionists and stuff that he has that's taking care of his body. And um, just how important it is because, you know, your body is your business now. That's how you make your money now. Um, so, you know, you just got to take care of it, make sure it's at its tip-top uh, shape, tip-top form. Do you see how much more you can improve in that area compared to the way that you've taken care of yourself through high school and college? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I always did a good job of taking care of myself, but I never knew that people had, like, physical trainers following them around or whatever, wherever they go, uh, just taking care of them and making sure that all the little kinks and, and, uh, and stuff is, and, and stuff like that is, is healed up, but... Um, but I, now that I know, I'm definitely going to invest a whole lot in, in my body and, and make sure it's, it's all good. What do you envision being a successful rookie year for you? Um, successful rookie year. Um, I see as a team, of course, winning the Super Bowl. That's that's going to be first on the list. Is winning as many games as we can, as we can, and I uh, get to the Super Bowl no matter where I'm at. And then uh, just establishing myself as one of the best defensive backs in in in, in, in the NFL. Um. Just, just going out there, doing my job every day, making plays and working hard. You know, you talk about getting to the Super Bowl, and most people view you as a top 10 pick. So usually the way this works is the teams picking at the bottom mm-hmm. don't have as good a chance of getting to the Super Bowl, Minka. Yeah, I, I realize that. But, <laughs> hey, it ain't going to be easy, but that, that'll make it that much better when we win. Hey, lots of luck on draft night. Appreciate taking some time today, and enjoy the rest of this process. Thank you, sir. We'll be back in a moment with Colorado cornerback Isaiah Oliver. But first, I want to tell you about ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Posting your position to job sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it? ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way. So they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. 
ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Isaiah. Hey. Listen, this is interesting to me because your dad, Muhammad Oliver, was drafted by the Denver Broncos in 1992. I covered the Broncos when your dad was drafted. This makes me feel very old, Isaiah. I have to say. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> How's your dad doing? That's cool. He's doing really well. He's doing really well. Yeah. Now, he played football at Oregon and was a decathlete who made it to the NFL and bounced around in the league. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's a better player? You or your dad? I am. <laughs> I have to say I am. <laughs> How come? Um, really, because I would say mainly just because of everything that he taught me growing up. Um, so I was kind of an extra advantage that I had having him in my corner um, opposed to, I mean, him growing up, he was kind of just by himself playing football. So he didn't really have anyone to, to look up to. Whereas I had him to teach me everything that, that he didn't know um, going into high school and college and everything like that. So kind of gave me that step up so advantage. What, so what did you learn from him, Isaiah? I mean, really just everything about, like, my basic knowledge of football. I mean, he was always my, my coach growing up. So whether I was in Pop Warner, um, early days of tackle football, flag football, everything. And then especially of the corner position as well, um, just the basic techniques, basic things to look for as a corner. Um, I credit all of that to him. Um, and then, I mean, really the only times he didn't coach me were in college. And that was, that was about it. Everything else before that, I mean, everything I knew, everything I learned came from him. So, a lot of it, a lot of it, definitely. It also doesn't hurt that you're one of six cornerbacks in the last 20 years of the Combine to have an 80-inch wingspan. Where does that come from? Yeah, no, that's just kind of just been there. I mean, my dad doesn't necessarily have really long arms. Um, my grandfather's kind of tall and long, but not like that long. Um, so that was kind of something that I was just blessed to have. Um, and then obviously, yeah, that helps me a lot on the football field. Um, a big advantage for me. Just using my arms, using my length um, on receivers. So, yeah, I mean, that was something that kind of came out of nowhere, really. Um, but it's it's a great tool to have. Did you know that your arms were unusually long compared to other people, or did you not realize that until you were at the combine, they measured the wingspan, and you realized, whoa, this is not something that most corners who have visited Indianapolis have had in the past? Yeah, I knew my arms. I always knew they were long, um, but I didn't know they were that long, actually. Um, like I could always tell just like looking at other people and then like watching myself on film and things like that, that I was just a long guy with long arms, but I figured that it wasn't necessarily that big of a, like an anomaly mm-hmm. until I got to the combine and, and saw that this was the, you know, only the sixth time in the last 20 years and things like that. And then compared to other corners of the combine. So, I mean, now it's something that I, that I'm much more aware of most definitely. Well, good for you. Now, during this time you have worked out or visited over 10 teams. What has stood out about that process to you, Isaiah? I mean, it's really just kind of just learning about the other the different coaches. Um, so every like coach kind of has their own way of 
of how they do things. So whether that's the position coaches or like the head coaches, but kind of their own own twist on how to play the corner position has kind of been really cool to learn about. So every team kind of has different techniques and different ways to do it. And so it's certainly something that I've kind of just throughout this process been learning as much as I can about just because, I mean, just depending on where you go, um, it can kind of affect the way that you, you're going to play the game for the next three or four years, however long it is. So that's something that, that I've learned a lot um, throughout these last couple of months, and it's been really cool to do. During that process, was there one coach or general manager that you visited with or worked out for that you were like, wow, I'm with this person now? Um, I wouldn't say there's one. There's actually probably been a few um, where I was really just like the energy and the coaching style of that coach, um, and I could really see myself with them um, for however long, however possible it could be. Um, but yeah, I would say that there's probably been a few. Um, as I feel like there's a lot of great coaches in, in the NFL right now, and it's a really great opportunity to have. Isaiah, in this process, you've gone up against a lot of these players in this draft. Who's yep. one offensive player that you've played against that really left a mark on you that you think is going to be a difference maker at the next level? I think it'll be Michael Gallup from Colorado State. Um, I feel like he's definitely one of the better receivers in this draft. Um, even more so than he gets credit for. Um, and so I think that he's going to have a big effect at the next level, most definitely. What, what has impressed you most about his play? Well, really going into I mean, we played him for the last two years over in Colorado State, and we always knew that he was good. Um, we knew that he was like a bigger guy, kind of more physical. But really what impressed me most was his route running and, and speed. Um, it was something that was kind of like hidden on film, I guess. I couldn't really tell until I really got on the field out there with him. Um, he has real deceptive speed, and, and he can run really good routes. Um, and so I think that's going to translate well for him at the next level. Um, and he gets an offense that, that utilizes him the right way. Um, he can make a big impact. In 2017, you play with those three defensive backs who were drafted at the NFL level. Which of those right. Which of those guys impressed you most and what you learned from them? I mean, really, um, I mean, they all impressed me a lot, um, just really seeing what they were able to do. Um, Chidobe Awuzie, um, who got drafted by Dallas, and Akella Witherspoon um, by San Francisco, both had great rookie years. Um, and that's something that I kind of expected them to do, but they also kind of went beyond my expectations in terms of, of what they did out there on the field. And that was really cool to see. And then obviously talking to them, they helped me a lot throughout this process for the combine, pro day, and then obviously getting ready for the draft. Just just talking to guys that just went through it just this past year um, has been really big for me. So, I mean, I learned a lot from those guys, and I wish them – the best success um, throughout their years. And I know they're going to be pretty dominant um, NFL cornerbacks for the next few years. Any guesses as to where you're going to end up, Isaiah? You got a guess for me? I don't. I don't. I really don't. I mean, it's just been a crazy process. I mean, right when you start to think that you might be attached to this team, things change and, and rearrange and things like that. So I'm just looking forward to draft day to see where it all plays out. And I'll be happy to go play anywhere. Um, any team that gives me the opportunity, I'll be more than blessed with. Um, and I'll give it all I got. Where will you be on draft day? I'll be at home with my family in Arizona. Um, so I'll just be um, at my house with my family watching drafts. Kind of just no pressure, just with family. And when you do have your name finally called, when a team finally calls you to let you know you've been selected, what do you think will go through your mind at that time, Isaiah? Yeah, I thought about that, but I really don't know. I, I assume it'll just be like overwhelming amount of joy. Um, that's the first thing I could think of. Um, but it really probably just be a really exciting moment. I'm excited for what lies ahead in the future. Excited to 
to get out there to that team and get to work and and start uh, meeting the guys and learning the playbook and things like that. I mean, it would just be it'd be a great thing. Hey, Isaiah, I appreciate taking some time. Lots of luck in the upcoming process, and I hope you go where you want and send my regards to your dad. Thank you. I appreciate it. Luke, appreciate you taking some time to join us today during this busy time, very exciting time. What has this whole process been like for you? Uh, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. You're going to different cities, you know, each day. You got different people flying in each week, and uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it, and just trying to take it all in. Does it ever happen where you wake up in a city, and sometimes you're in such a deep sleep that you just don't even know where you are anymore? That's happened to me. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but uh, it's hard to watch uh, my Utah Jazz play last night. They're on here at ten thirty Eastern time, so I was. <laughs> I was, no wonder people don't watch the Pac-12 at night. <laughs> what has been the most memorable impression of taking all these trips and having all these people come to you? Uh, I think it's just been surreal. Where uh, I was actually throwing to one of my high school buddies in a private workout, and uh, after the workout, we're like, oh, my gosh, we were just throwing for an NFL team. Like, what the heck? So I think we've had a few aha moments like that. So it's been, it's been a pretty fun process for me. Those are the perks of being friendly with Luke Falk, right? You get to catch passes in front of NFL teams and coaches. I guess, I guess. Hey, Luke, you were a walk-on at Washington State. How does a guy go from being a walk-on at Washington State to being the all-time winningest quarterback at a school where really nobody else has been able to win on a consistent basis? Yeah, you know, I've been surrounded with, uh, you know, great teammates, great coaches. Um, you know, we put a lot of hard work in up there and, you know, really proud of what we were able to accomplish, uh, turning the program around and, you know, hopefully they keep it going. But I think just the people that I had around me, the work ethic that we all put into it and, uh, you know, I was just surrounded with a, a great crew. Now, I don't know if you use this against these guys when you're at the combine with them, but three and oh against Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. Were you able to kind of remind <laughs> them of that fact? Nah, I didn't bring that up, but uh, you know that's that's something I'm proud of. With uh, you know Washington State, we we won a lot of football games there, and uh, you know against some good programs like uh, USC, UCLA, and all those other teams. What was it like competing against those guys that you now are in the same draft with? Uh, you know, that's fun. Uh, you know, there was kind of more on the line that week going into it. There'd be a little more hype and stuff, but we just went out there and put our best foot forward and. Uh, you know, have mutual respect for their game, uh, but at the same time, really confident in mine and what we were able to do at Washington State. How does Washington State translate to the NFL, the system that you learned in there? I think, uh, you know, we throw the ball a lot, obviously, and I think there's a lot of passing schemes that are actually at the next level. Um, at the Senior Bowl, there are a lot of certain, the same concepts that, um, you know, I think translated over, so it was, I thought, easier for me to pick it up. And, uh, you know, I think just knowing how to how to throw the ball all the time in terms of uh, timing, in terms of uh, anticipating and uh, being able to see space out there, I think that'll uh, translate anywhere. Luke, what would you say makes you different than these other air raid quarterbacks who are out there? Um, I think I have more on my plate at the line of scrimmage in terms of just being able to get us into the right run checks, get us in the right calls at times. Uh, Coach Leach's biggest thing is always get us into a play that, uh, had great value. Um, so I think from that standpoint, and I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a pure passer, and I think that I have a lot of things that translate uh, for me to be a franchise quarterback. You know, I'm very confident in that. How long did it take you to be able to do that to where you could handle everything that was on your plate at the line of scrimmage? When did you begin feeling comfortable with that? 
Um, so I met with uh, running backs coach a lot and uh, just kind of, you know, grew confidence from that and watching film a ton. But actually from my first start, I really had, uh, I felt like a good sense of the offense and was able to get us in some, some right checks. So I think early in my, my playing career, I, I felt like that control and felt uh, confident doing it. Now, you've been working with Ryan Lindley, the former NFL quarterback who helped prep Carson Wentz and Jared Goff and Mitchell Trubisky for the draft. What have you taken out of that experience working with Ryan Lindley? Yeah, he's awesome. He's a great coach. Um, you know, hopefully he gets a you know shot at the NFL to be able to be coaching or, or somewhere in college because he, he's, he's got a real knack for it. But, uh, you know, I just uh, knowing their experience that he had with Carson, Jared, and Mitch, uh, just knowing what they went through, just uh, the information that he was able to give me and then just from his playing days. And, uh, you know, so I got a lot of great value from him. And, uh, you know, he, he'll be a lifelong friend for, for sure. Have you got any tips from those guys that he's trained over the last – couple of years, the Wences and Goss and Trubisky's of the world, they weighed in with their thoughts on what you're experiencing right now? Yeah, you know, I've been around Jared and Mitch. I uh, haven't seen Carson, um, but Jared actually, before the the uh, combine came in here and kind of gave me like a mock interview and was messing with me a little bit, so it was fun to, you know, be able to just pick his brain and then uh, went out and threw with Mitch a few times, so just being able to see where I can stack up with those guys and uh, just trying to get as much information as I can from guys who have been in the league now. Getting quizzed by Goff and thrown to by Trubisky, what stood out to you about those experiences? Um, you know, just seeing just seeing where they're at and seeing where I need to get to. Um, it was fun uh, being able to go out there and, and uh, you know, just compete with those guys. And then with the Jared thing, it was pretty fun uh, you know, for him to quiz me uh, like uh, an NFL coach would, but I think Jared's <laughs> interview is actually probably harder. <laughs> what did he ask you? Anything of note that you remember? Uh, in the in his meeting, yeah, uh, he was pretty serious about it. So I I thought we were going to be joking around a little bit, but he was, he was right down to business. So I I got into my best uh, interview mode, and uh, you know, so it's pretty pretty funny. So, Luke, how do you envision this whole process playing out? The draft is coming up here quick. What do you think is going to happen here if you had to venture a guess? Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's a shot to go in the late late first, but really uh, thinking that we'll be taken in the second. I'm pretty confident in that. And, uh, you know, just when I when I do get called, get ready to work, I'm, I'm excited to get on a team. Uh, you know, this whole waiting game uh, is you know, exciting, but at the same time, I just want to get to work and get playing football. So that's what I love to do. You know, it's interesting because this quarterback class has got a lot of quarterbacks. It's got quality, it's got quantity, it's got depth. And I think that we have not seen this many quarterbacks potentially taken in the first round since the 1983 draft when we saw John Elway, Jim Kelly, Todd Blackledge, Tony Eason, Ken O'Brien, Dan Marino all go in the first round. What stands out to you? about this quarterback class if you've been even been able to pay attention to it? Yeah, I really don't pay attention all that much to it. I know that, uh, you know, there's some there's some quality players. I know I'm one of them. But uh, I've really just been focused on controlling what I can control and trying to master my craft and get ready to, uh, to be an elite quarterback at the next level. Hey, Luke, we appreciate you taking some time to join us. Thank you very much, and good luck with the process and wherever you do end up. All right, well, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Cap Hit. All right, we're now joined by ESPN NFL researching maven, 
the recently married Emma yes. Kaplan. And congratulations, because this is your first podcast appearance since the nuptials. Yes. So congratulations, Evan. Thank you, Adam. I Let, appreciate it. Let's see if you're even better as a married <laughs> than you were as a single we'll man. See. And we've got the draft coming up this week. And we've got a player who we had on this podcast, Bradley Chubb. How do we put into perspective where he fits in this draft considering his combine performance? Chubb expected to be the first defensive player off the board. And you look at his combine performance and college production. He had a higher vertical jump than Ziggy Ansa, ran a faster 40-yard dash than fellow NC State alum Mario Williams, and had more sacks in his final college season than either Jadevian Clowney or Miles Garrett in their final college year. So you look at all those numbers, he stacks up with some of the top pass-rushing defensive ends selected in the top of the draft in the last five, ten years. And that tells you why we're talking about him as the top two, three, four pick in this upcoming draft. Absolutely. Combine, college performance, the, the numbers are there. And we're also talking about quarterbacks going high in this draft, as we always do, Evan. What are the big quarterback storylines that you're following with the draft this week? This could be the first time in the common draft era that we have four quarterbacks selected in the top ten. You look at those four guys, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Obviously, there's question marks about each one. The Darnold one is interesting with the turnovers. He had 22 turnovers last year. That was tied for the most in the FBS. You look back at the last quarterback selected in the top 10 after turning the ball over 22 times in his final college season. That was Matt Ryan, Hmm. the third overall pick in 2008, 2016 MVP. So you kind of have to look into the turnovers a little more than just looking at the number 22 Obviously, Matt Ryan's career has turned out pretty well about a decade after he was drafted. It's funny, I remember now that Matt Ryan turnover talk, very similar yeah. to what they're talking about with Sam Darnold right now. Right, interesting. Now, we've talked an awful lot about the quarterbacks in this draft, but what is the one running back storyline that stands out to you? Highest scouts in grade of any player in this year's draft is Saquon Barkley. Hmm. Uh, highest by any running back in the last five years, and, and Barkley, based on his grade, Higher than Leonard Fournette, drafting the top five last year. Ezekiel Elliott, drafting the top five two years ago. And if Barkley can follow their rookie seasons, he'll be off to a great start. Fournette, over a 1,000 yards last year. Ezekiel Elliott obviously led the NFL in rushing as a rookie two years ago. In other words, get Saquon Barkley on your fancy football team. Yes, absolutely. If you can do that. All right, the Cleveland Browns right now are scheduled to hold picks number one and four. And I think in the end, ultimately, they'll probably stay at those spots. You mm-hmm. never know how this unfolds. Right. But they are scheduled to have picks one and four. What does it mean to you with one team controlling two of the top four spots in this draft? It's interesting. It would only be the sixth time in the common draft era, so that dates back to 1967, where we had one team make two selections within the top five in the same year. It would be the first time since the 2000 Redskins, who selected LeVar Arrington and Chris Samuels back then. So it's been a while since we've had the Browns, obviously, have been near the top of the draft in the last decade, 15 years, but they haven't made two picks this high in the same year. Um, and it'd be the first time for any team since 2000. Evan, Married Life obviously agrees with you. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks for joining the podcast, and we look forward to the draft this week. Thanks a lot, Adam. Looking forward to it. So a special thanks to North Carolina State defensive end Bradley Chubb, Alabama cornerback Minka Fitzpatrick, Colorado cornerback Isaiah Oliver, Washington State quarterback Luke Falk, and our NFL ESPN stats maven Evan Kaplan. And thank you all for listening to another Adam Schefter podcast. Please join us again next week when we'll review the 2018 NFL Draft. Enjoy the draft, everybody.